0: Thunder Buddies and Travelers Down Thunder Road. It's us, Days of Thunder, the W70 Thunder Rewatch Podcast that you didn't ask for, but we did anyway. Coming to you as part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network and powered by a large man appears.com. I am your host, your cold November rain on Thunder Road, Dave Ryan, and I am joined, as I always am, by the slash to my axle. It's uh, Lee Malone. How are you? My I, like the,
1: I like that you're the problematic one for once.
0: Well, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm extremely problematic. I am.
1: Um, <laughs> You know uh, me. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. Um, just uh, tired. It's been a, a fucking long old week. It has, it's, it, it's only Thursday, and it feels like it's been fucking never-ending.
0: Yeah, it feels like one of the more old man things I'll say that we had a three day weekend last week in Ireland, and I do not feel the better for it at all.
1: Oh, bank um, hall, bank holiday weekends suck. I mean, they just they ruin everything.
0: See, they're not normally that bad for me because, like, I know you have the two kids. So, like, bank holiday weekends means you have to go do extra stuff. Yeah. They throw they
1: they off the whole week.
0: Bank like, holiday yeah. weekends sometimes mean I can hibernate away yeah. from the world. And, and, and that is a positive for me. Um, but yeah, this was a long one. And I had, I, I'm coming off the back of like 10 days where everybody in my place of work is on holidays except me. Um so all, the, you were
1: holding down the fort for a couple of All couple the actual days.
0: paid staff. So yeah, it's me and my volunteers for the week and the week and a half, and I was like, I'll tell you one thing. That ain't happening again. <laughs> not on not on my watch, <laughs> let me tell you. Um but yeah, we're kind of God and the the change in the the, the change in the, the clocks has made it feel just extra dark and dour this week as well, I feel. It's uh Ah, it's miserable. Oh, it's miserable. it's almost as miserable as Road Wild Ninety Nine was.
1: Oh well, look, I, I was going to say I hate starting after the show has been such bad form, but yeah, it's it's pretty bad.
0: Um, but but Days of Thunder is an oasis of calm in amongst uh, all this horrible seasonal weather.
1: Yeah, I we've think. been getting getting some great feedback the last couple of weeks. I'm uh, I'm loving all this people telling us how great we are.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, as if our egos weren't already big enough. Um, I feel like I can joke about that because nothing says we don't have egos like choosing to cover this program. (laughs) If we had egos about ourselves, this would be a Monday Night Raw review podcast.
1: Well, I mean, what what did you think of my suggestion that once Thunder is finished, that we move on to the true B-shows that are Rampage and Collision? I believe
0: my exact quote to you in this in the VOW Slack was don't put that evil on me. <laughs> um, which just like enjoy collision. Collision would be the the good part of that deal. Rampage is a patchy programme.
1: Like what what have you got? We've got How old is Rampage? Two years at this point?
0: Uh yeah, twenty twenty one.
1: So by the time we finish this podcast you're looking at about a six year backlog. Yeah. It's not happening. I mean why it's not, not? happening. They we've had like,
0: we've had discussions about what, what do we do? Because obviously, with Thunder, it's a finite property. Mm. And I think, like, everybody... And we've said this on the show before. I think everybody is kind of tilting us to do some, like, invasion-era invasion, yeah. stuff. as Because like, that's kind of the ultimate postscript on WCW. Like, if we're currently in the digging the grave process, like, some sort of... Uh, limited run where we do some invasion stuff would be, like, Tr- the pissing on the grave era of WCW. Yeah. Well, I,
1: I was going to be a bit kinder and say Trong the door on the coffin, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I I don't know if I can bring myself to come up to, to Rampage. Like, especially at the moment where I'm just... I'm noticing myself, like, obviously there's a lot of negative talk going around about AEW, and, and in a lot of cases, rightly so. Mm. But I was like, I don't think it will necessarily affect too much of my my viewing habits because i i still i have been so desperate for a weekly television show that i that i like watching about wrestling uh that i was like it would have to dip a, a long way in quality i once thought to myself and i've noticed myself now i'm like at the the process started because it airs you typically 1 to 3 a.m over here in ireland mm. And for four years, or no, three years, three years, yeah. So tw- 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022. Yeah, no, four full years. I maybe missed one episode live. May- maybe two. Like, it's less than five episodes mm. I missed watching live.
1: You're a consistent watcher.
0: Consistent watcher, usually consistent, annoying live tweer. In 2023, I found. The, the, the start of it was, oh, you know what, I'm just going to like lie in bed for the main event with it on my tablet. And then that quickly became, I'll watch the second hour in bed. And then this week was one that was real jarring to me, that showed me how much the quality has dipped. And that's because the clocks went back. I completely missed the first hour of Dynamite this week, and I wasn't even annoyed.
1: <laughs> I, f- I actually forgot that dynamite started at midnight so i'd gone to bed earlier in the evening with a, a headache yeah. and i woke up at like 20 past two and i was like oh i could catch catch the main event of dynamite and i was like oh, i couldn't be arsed now the baby woke up at that point this was around yeah. half two quarter to three yeah so i was like fuck it i'll get up take that fight and normally it gives you the option to continue from where you were left off it's like start from the go, beginning go from beginning live or, or watch live yeah so I was like, oh, just not watch live. I was like, oh yeah, clocks went back. Totally just yeah. wasn't thinking about it. Like, even if I think I had been up, I probably would have missed um, the beginning of, of uh, Dynamite if if I hadn't been online. It was
0: the rare double, like, um, I don't know if you want to call it burial or anything, that not only did I miss the first hour and not care, when I tuned in, I watched about 35 minutes of that second hour and went
1: "Ah, i'm fine i watched the show at whatever it was three o'clock this morning yeah and there were some good parts there were some bad parts but i've made this point on the discord and in the VOW Slack that it to me it was the most 1999 wcw nitro yeah episode of dynamite there's ever been in that there's good stuff but the bad stuff is so bad, and the 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 feeling regarding the whole company at the moment is so toxic yeah. that the good stuff just gets ignored, and everyone focuses on the bad.
0: And it it becomes harder over time, doesn't it? Because there were the the balance was much more in favor of you. You know, you might have one or two cringy segments in a mm-hmm. in a two hour show, or what? Not even cringy, but stuff you just weren't interested in, and that dates back to right at the start with like the librarians and stuff like that or the original run of the Dark Order mm-hmm. culminating in that incredibly bad angle at the last show of 2019 that was really the the sign of them turning the company around mm-hmm. actually ultimately T- Tony
1: Khan going no you're not doing this anymore
0: but now what it is is it's that kind of thing that wwe was in the kind of mid 2010s where it's the reverse where you're like you kind of said you're picking through the stuff you don't like to find the stuff you do now Mm -hmm. um as long I, i like my uh I won't truly be in a doom spiral phase with it until the pay-per-views start sucking.
1: Yeah. Consistently. And, and we had
0: one miss this year.
1: I saw somebody saying, but how long can it continue? Because WWE had that period in the the early to mid tens where they had mm. awful TV and killer yeah. pay-per-views. But that ended. Yeah. So yeah. how long can AEW same. consistently deliver bad TV yeah. and good pay-per-views?
0: Same way Same with NXT. do you know what I mean like that that boom era of NXT where all the takeovers were guaranteed good and yeah the well will run dry eventually Um, but it is it is getting a bit desperate Um, and even the stuff I like is being muddied with stuff I don't at the moment like again how much were we all raving about Christian this whole year Mm -hmm. and like already the, uh, the, the the doomsayers on Adam Copeland look to be getting vindicated uh, as you crack a big smile there
1: <laughs> Look I was willing to give him a go But the man can't even Fucking inter- Like do his entrance Without being blown up So My hope was that
0: You know Like we used to do With WWE guys You give them three To six months To work out all the shitty ideas
1: mm-hmm.
0: And then they realise That shit don't play there um,
1: but no, Which happened does. with
0: a good few guys but Yeah but this is the thing Now it's the kind of they're, They've they been conditioned To be the call and response crowd Mhm. Makes it very challenging. Um Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It's it's actually gotten to a time where I'm kind of even though this company is bad, the thing I'm enjoying most in wrestling is going back and clowning on these shows rather than watching AEW, <laughs> where like AEW used to be my kind of escape from how bad these shows were. Well, and I've
1: um I made the decision during the week earlier in the week to subscribe to Impact Wrestling because I yeah. asked fr- our friend friend of the show Garrett Kidney when Impact so Impact Cor- doesn't Cor's air on favourite son Impact does not air on UK TV mm-hmm. so I do know it goes up on Impact Plus so I said to Garrett you know yeah. what's the turnaround on Impact Plus on Impact TV show going on Impact Plus and he's like as soon as it finishes on Access I was like Okay, sold. That means yeah. I can wake up on a Thursday morning, stick it on, have it in the background. So now I've, I've got something new to uh, tide me over.
0: How, how is the service on Impact Plus at the moment? Because I kind of, I, I was a, briefly a subscriber, but the at least the way the site was kind of annoyed me. And I kind of, I was like, I wanted to give TNA my money because there's a lot of, a lot of guys in, on that roster that I like.
1: if you're looking for the classic stuff it's it's not the best but if you're looking for the more recent stuff it's right there it's easy to find Um, is it better than Honor Club oh yes yes okay to be fair a a fucking potato with a fucking aerial sticking out of it is probably better than Honor Club so but and yet Honor Club
0: is better than the network is now that is true Here's something, actually, before we get into Thunder that I don't think we've talked about in the air. Because we did the whole, you know, they're ruining wrestling history bit when we talked about music. But have you noticed going into the network now, like, how sloppy this transition has been to the new one? Like, not only, I think we briefly alluded to how hard everything is to find on the network mm-hmm. now. But also, all the dates and descriptions are wrong. I don't even on look. the shows now. I
1: don't even yeah. check. Like, I just know that I'm going to the next Thunder.
0: Yeah, the only thing that's correct anymore is going by date. Because the show description and the thumbnail for the show are both wrong. And they have been wrong for the last, maybe, four Thunders. Which is crazy. Well, at least we've noticed that the last four Thunders, because there was one just to peek behind the curtain for a while. Oh, yeah. There was one where, thank God, the two of us text each other, like, non-spoilery stuff when we're watching the shows, because we were watching two completely different Thunders because you went by Thunder number and I went by Thunder date. Yes. Um, And we were completely off because you were mentioning a match and I was like, Lee, that match is not on this Thunder.
1: <laughs> Thankfully, it and was I, the first match.
0: <laughs> it wouldn't have dawned on me. I would have made the same mistake as you only for the fact that I copy and paste the oh, what match. matches are on it from Cage Match uh, to, to kind of be the bones of my notes. Um... So I have no expectation that this will ever be fixed. No, it's still um, The network's done
1: as a viable fucking.
0: Yeah. Once cool. again, if uh, if somebody out there in the great world has a hookup for the remaining thunders in decent quality, uh, please please slide in the show's DMs because I
1: just I hate giving the money.
0: I hate giving the money, but it's just the easiest way, currently. Um. Right, anyway, um, before we get before we get into the Patreon plug, I want to make uh, one other plug. Had something I mentioned a little bit on the show recently, and oh. something that I mentioned in the Discord today. A-
1: hang on, is it a hair plug? Hey,
0: here he is, here he <laughs> is. So, by the time you're all listening to this, um, I will have revealed a reveal the link for um, my fundraising efforts... Uh, I am shaving my head on December 15th uh, to donate the, the money to, or donate, sorry, donate the hair firstly to um, make wigs for, for kids with cancer. Uh, I've been growing this hair now since mm, maybe spring of 2021. It was like my tail end of lockdown depression hair. And I kind of a little while into it realized, you know, this might be the last time I grow out my hair long. Now, I I do think I'm going to grow it back straight away. Um, But I kind of thought it was my last hurrah. And it's something that I've always liked, the the sentiment of donating hair rather than just like cutting the hair at the end. But I didn't realize how long it would take me to grow it long enough to donate. So we're here November 2023 and it's finally long enough to get rid of. So December 15th, I'm getting rid of it. And uh where people that are listening to this might enter into it should they see fit is that I am going to be raising money as well for the lorlin uh children's hospice uh here in Ireland. Uh so there will be a donation link on our Linktree, which you can find uh at uh slash uh wcw thunderpod. It's in our bio uh on Twitter and we're also gonna put the link in the show notes. Uh, By all means, uh, you do not have to, I do not expect listeners of this program to uh, spam the donation link with loads and loads of cash. But if you do have uh, a little bit to spare at this, I know it's a tough time financially of the year, Christmas for a lot of people. but, you know, the, the way I'm kind of looking at it and the way I wrote it on my donation page is like these kids aren't promised tomorrow, let alone Christmas. So I'm going to do my best to to plug the hell out of it in little brief spots here or there. So I apologize that between now and December 15th, I annoy people by posting the link a lot. But uh, that is what I'm going to do to see how much uh, I can raise for the chitlins.
1: If, um, uh, if Chris Jericho or Kevin Owens hear this and want to donate, that's perfectly acceptable considering they're the most yes. generous men in wrestling
0: absolutely absolutely it would be um it would be well appreciated well appreciated Uh, all donations great and small um Mm -hmm. and even just if you see me post a link on twitter um a retweet so that somebody else might would also really help um so i do appreciate that and uh, i'm hoping in some manner of speaking to record the head shaving uh to post it on social media um there's talk of I'm doing it at a work thing. There's talk of my work live streaming it, but I don't know about that. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm fully sold on that. If it's going to be on a live stream, brother, it's going yeah, to be on a of Thunder it, live yeah. stream. Make yeah, yeah, yeah damn right. It. I'm going to monetize that shit. Um, so, yeah, that's my little life update. But, Lee, uh, while we're in Plug Corner here, do you want to hit us up with what's going on at Large Man appears?
1: LargeManappears.com. We just had our annual, our Kedoween tree uh we reviewed the god-awful movie that was screen Tree. um a movie so bad that i may not come back next year for arcade and 4 who knows <laughs> um, so that's live that's free for one week i believe so it'll be next tuesday it goes behind the baywall um uh, yes. so yeah so that's live for one week so if you want to hear it without paying, it's free for just another couple of days by the time you hear this. Uh, and then next Thursday um we will have a new episode of Draft and Drafts, our first draft in many's a time. Mm. Um
0: do you not know a, is it our, only our third one ever? Could be. Yeah, I think it might be.
1: I, I just recently won an episode of the draft Yes. Yes, with uh, Griffin Peltier, Sean Cedar, and Rich Crouch as part of the draft, the 1998 Attitude Era draft, I believe they they coined it as. Um, but yes, we will have a draft next week. We may have a guess, We may not. We don't know yet. We're yeah. still still working things out. Um, the
0: theme the theme will remain a a closely guarded secret uh until we're recording it and then we'll let people on the uh the discord now
1: yes uh also so join
0: us on the voices of wrestling discord we do have our own channel
1: also for the for the uh fact that i like to have an advantage of some kind so <laughs> and then Thanks. two weeks later on the patreon we will also have another episode of rehash we will do rehash uh nine i believe we are up to now so clash of the champion nine we will review in two weeks time three weeks time when you're listening to this um and dave will also have a grab bag at some point this month he will have his usual show notes dump and who knows what else will pop up on the patreon
0: yeah, if I can stomach uh, enough of a catch-up on 2023 wrestling, I might do my match of the year tracking. I haven't done it in a couple of months because yeah. it's just... I'm getting discouraged, actively discouraged.
1: Well, seeing as I just mentioned Impact Wrestling and being a subscriber, if somebody wants to throw uh, some Impact Rex our way, I'll happily accept them. Uh, I don't know if
0: you know what the next uh, rehash is, by the way.
1: Uh, we looked at the card. I know we did look at on the last last
0: it's, uh, uh, episode it's it's funk flare. I quit yes yeah so you want to get you want to get on a large man because that is a match that we have both gushed about privately before I'm very much looking to covering looking forward to covering and it's sure. a hell of
1: a card I think as well um, mm-hmm. but yeah so that's all that's all coming up this month on a large man appears and um, and then next month December we will also have a couple of Christmas themed shows but we'll keep keep them back for now We'll let you know about them in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lee, as we have been doing uh, a lot lately, uh, we are dipping into The Observer to give us a bit of context of what's going on in the world of WCW and if anything else is popping out to us uh, in the wider world of wrestling. Um, So, the August 23rd, 1999 edition of The Observer is what I've got here in front of me, and I'm just going to kind of skim through a few bits here. Um, The lead story is all about the G1,
1: Okay.
0: so we won't get too into that, but um, I I find it interesting that the poll at the the top of the Observer is for Road Wild, um, and they have uh, thumbs up 11.5%, thumbs down 83.9%, and in the middle 4.6%. The best match uh, was won by Benoit DDP, which again, even though, as we said on the show extremely generous extremely disappointing but also probably the best match on the show in spite of all that Mm. Uh, worst match was Hogan versus Nash uh, with 30 votes the runner up was Buff Bagwell versus Ernest Miller Uh, That's based off phone calls and faxed messages to the observer (laughs) as of Tuesday, 8, 17. Uh, One of the interesting things that's um, kind of being spoken about outside of WCW is what is going on at the moment with Steve Austin. Being the subject of a lot of talk in the past week, Dave says, between his various injuries, his probable, maybe almost assured dropping of the WWF title at SummerSlam and stories regarding him becoming hard to deal with. Uh, He's also signed to become a regular for five consecutive episodes early next season on the CBS show Nash Bridges to reprise his Jake Cage character. Uh, Austin's been out of action since 7.27 when he suffered a multitude of injuries. A badly bruised shin which was thought to be broken at first um, and to be the worst of the injuries, a laceration of the chin and what turned out to be the most serious of the injuries, a torn TCL, the ligament at the back of the knee, uh, taking a bump actually after the raw taping where he was supposed to go through the announcer's table with Triple H but he landed on the wrong table and it didn't break. Uh, Before the knee tear was diagnosed, it was believed Austin would miss only one weekend but he's now expected to be out of action for an indefinite period of time possibly until the 9.26 Unforgiven pay-per-view in Charlotte with the exception of SummerSlam. Surgery was not recommended for the knee tear, but at least one month of serious rehab was suggested before he returns to action. It's a different era, isn't it? Whereas, like this guy is seriously badly hurt, but we've fucking got to get him through a pay-per-view rather than, you know, worry about his actual health or anything like that. So this kind of inconsistency with knowing what's going to happen with Austin's injury, I think Lee goes some way towards explaining. We looked at it a little bit on the last nights of Nitro, the, the Jericho edition crossing over. They are really, oh. they are building to this SummerSlam main event, but they're also not fully confident as to what the main event is.
1: Oh yeah, they, they chop and change so much in the run-up to, to uh, SummerSlam. I'm guessing it was an ever-changing thing where they thought they might have to do Helmsley uh, Foley one on one so they kind of kept yeah. going, up, going back and forth between the two of them mm. it's yeah look it's understandable The Austin was the guy um, Austin was also as they've said they're incredibly hard to deal with at this time mm. he, had, he had a lot of issues um, health wise personal wise the, the guy was a fucking mess at this point
0: Uh, He has also refused in recent uh, weeks to wrestle Billy Gunn and, uh, famously, Jeff Jarrett. Mm -hmm. Um, We all know about that one, but um, as far as the notes last week regarding Austin refusing to work with Billy Gunn and Jeff Jarrett, while they are accurate, WWF officials claim linking the two names together creates an uh, an incorrect impression. Um so this is the classic. It would become part of a storyline a couple of years later that Austin on top is this paranoid guy that is difficult to work with doesn't want to doesn't want to uh, get in the ring with just anybody um so yeah, this is and this would be an emerging thing because we've only got a couple of months of him left uh before he goes on the shelf for a whole year mm-hmm. as well. Uh, in what is generally believed to be the last ever pay per view from Sturgis, South Dakota, Road Wild on 814 made some booking changes for the better, but the atmosphere, as usual, killed the show. Uh, the booking changes were a lot more emphasis on clean finishes with one in every match uh, and a few mild surprises. The negatives were that every match, nearly every match, was bad. The setting, playing outdoors before a worn out crowd of non wrestling fans, mean that nobody seemed over and few of the matches had any significant heat. Uh, probably the worst thing about the show even more than the setting was the desperation booking of hulk hogan versus kevin nash main event despite teasing a feud forever from the nwo debut in 96 and that is true it's something that Mm -hmm. like precedes us talking about thunder is that very very early on in the nwo run there was always the nash and hogan will turn on each other eventually tease that they would kind of circle back to every now and then and something we didn't quite appreciate is like they finally pulled the trigger after three years of not doing it properly mm-hmm. and it was dog shit well, and it like it, it did not pop a by rating
1: but well, you can't let them off the hook that the first time they did do it was on the intro and it was the finger yeah. don't of
0: doom yes yes technically yes um but with WCW on a string of three straight poor buy rates with Nash on top, but with Hogan out injured, Hogan's leverage position was great. The myth that he's still a huge pay-per-view draw would be ruined if the buy rate didn't significantly pick up. And by tradition, Road Wild, because of the Saturday night time slot and perhaps because of the history of bad shows, has by tradition generally not fared well in that regard. This year, with WCW's popularity failing... Uh, things figured to be worse even with dennis rodman who had been a strong pay-per-view draw in the past but his appearance has garnered almost no mainstream attention since he's no longer an active player and he's come uh was it uh oh just some weird dave phrasing there about <laughs> G- goldberg on the show as well okay. um and then he talks about he just buries the setting for a while then he talks about the we get a little bit of the detail about the fight that we talked about on the show oh, yes. Uh, so both Bagwell and Ernest Miller got into an argument and came to blows before their match. Apparently the original finish had Miller going over, but Bagwell went to Kevin Nash complaining that he was the one left laying in most of the TV angles, so Nash changes. There were reports that the finish and post-match were constantly being changed up until the match. Bagwell again complained about a finish where he'd win uh, with a little cradle, but then get left laying again. Somehow it escalated into words. Uh, Bagwell either went to slap or actually did slap Miller first, as accounts vary. What doesn't vary is that Miller threw two solid punches to the mouth and the cheek when they rolled to the ground, with Bagwell tying up Miller, trying not to get hit. Uh, while on the ground, Bagwell scraped up his elbow pretty bad. When they got up, Miller still wanted to fight, and Bagwell tried to calm him down, which took, so- uh which some took as him trying to save face uh, while at the same time back down because Miller hit him with hard punches. Nobody was seriously hurt and they went out and had their scheduled match. It was a bad match, but probably no worse than it would have been under the circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> look, like
1: um, was just like, look, they had a bad match.
0: Bagel was punished by being taken off the 8-16 Nitro, but there was some heat uh, on whoever made the decision because it was double standard as Miller was not punished. Um and was the only wrestler in the early matches on Nitro who didn't get laid out by Sid Vicious. Um there had been bad feelings between the two since Miller had uh, has natural heat because his TV persona resembles his real life persona and Miller was feeling was mad feeling Bagwell's interview in blackface was racist, which it was. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's really he really hit
1: home on that one, didn't he? Oh God! And it's, people are surprised that this company got sued for fucking
0: sued to oblivion. Yeah. um So I won't uh, dwell too much. There's like there's a few more kind of notes on WCW here. So the latest on the Flair situation is that he was examined by his doctor, who said due to his back injury that he should take a month off. It's no secret that Flair in the past has worked with injuries as or more severe, but the company has killed his zest for wrestling. Over the past week, he genuinely contemplated retiring. He was not at the pay-per-view or at Nitro, and while he couldn't have worked, he could have done interviews or angles and at one point was booked to be on Nitro. He won't be appearing at the house shows that he's booked for on the upcoming weeks uh, against Goldberg and Benoit. Heat between the sides apparently hasn't gotten any better, as management is really upset that he missed Nitro the past two weeks. As pu- Oh, so the U.S. title switch was punishment for Rick. Uh, that's why they took it off david and put it on benoit to punish rick because he wasn't on tv the plan was to oh oh my god on the 8-9 nitro the plan was to introduce meng as flair's bodyguard and have him interview to say interfere to save the title they had already taped a thunder match that was set to air on 8-12 with david keeping the u.s title beating bobby blaze with meng interfering uh that had to be edited off the show since they dropped the meng angle that took the belt from him On that Thunder, they also had to edit a Savage interview where he talked about... Ah, so this explains that weird interview. They had to edit a Savage interview where he talked about how everyone had already seen the identity of the Humvee driver since they hadn't. Apparently, the plan was for the Humvee driver was to get Carmen Electra, which we've talked about on the show before, to show up on either Nitro or at the pay-per-view. The significance being, and I didn't make this connection during this angle, the significance of Carmen Electra was that she was Rodman's ex-wife.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um to show up on under Nitro at night night the pay-per-view, they appear to have a deal set at two hundred thousand dollars for one appearance enough so that Savage did the interview to build up the angle, but it must have fallen through. On 8.5, Savage and his interview talked about running for president an angle which was not booked for him, and he went off on his own tangent about the Humvee driver, which didn't take place, about a bodyguard for gorgeous George, which didn't happen, and that he'd be having a new Miss Madness contest on the 8.9 Nitro, which also didn't happen. To make matters worse, Savage hurt Evan Courageous with the elbow off the top on the Thunder match. Um, So, just a whole fucking there there. Um, is this the is,
1: first time it's been mentioned that Randy is actively hurting people with the elbow? Uh,
0: this is the first time we've read it yeah. since we started doing this, but yeah, uh, it won't be the last we'll hear. But I'd say um, they're still planning on an imminent return for the outsiders. The idea is six to eight weeks, and part of the Nash retirement angle is to try and rejig like the the whole air of them coming in when they're not supposed to be in the company from '96. Because Nash has been fired, he's not supposed to be here. <sighs>
1: Three years, and they're redoing it. Like, yeah, that's that, um, that's they're ta- they're
0: also talking about to try and explain away the logic holes in the angle that they would link up with Eric Bischoff, who would then turn heel again. Uh, him and Hogan were supposed to turn heel together on a twenty-three in Vegas.
1: Nash, or uh, uh, Bischoff and Hogan. Yes, together. Oh God
0: there has also been discussion of bringing Bret Hart back as a heel which makes absolutely no sense at this point there there at this point is no locked in date or program for his return but the originally planned program and scenario with Hogan seems to have been dropped um, and then there's like a couple of other little bits like that we know so uh, Dustin Runnels is Eminence. backstage at the shows yeah. at the moment and he's, he's ready to go somebody is getting repackaged but we'll be able to talk about that on the show because uh, there's a um, there's a little vignette and just one last thing I do want to mention that's hilarious he had to get um, Dave had to get a burial here literally two lines about the TV Guide covers we talked about a uh, oh, couple yeah. of shows ago Kimberly has to be the least most well known person in the 50 plus years of TV Guide to ever get a cover shot and I think Kevin Nash is probably the second least known person to ever make the cover
1: <laughs> so many people taking shots of Kevin Nash poor Kevin Nash
0: Yeah, I know, right? Um Mark Madden on the web broadcast of the Hogan Nash match accidentally said instead of loser must retire, the match is loser gets time off
1: I don't think that was accidental at all
0: No, I, yeah Um, we've also got uh, is uh, set to unmask soon Uh yeah, and then, oh my god, oh, this will be your favorite thing ever. There is talk of a formation of a new group on. in WCW that will feature Chavo Guerrero Jr., Juventud Guerrero, Psychosis and of course, the natural fourth man for that group, Brad Armstrong. <laughs> Sorry, and Dave adds here with Armstrong as the mouthpiece or the spokesperson. What? <laughs> what the fuck is that? I I really hope that happens. I don't think it ever did. I feel like I'd remember that. And it says there's more talk of it, so that means they
1: have been talking about it for a while. Um as incredible. I, like Brad Armstrong is, like, the worst Armstrong promo imaginable. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's nobody worse in his family.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, and that bar, that bar drops really low after the first two that you think of. Uh,
1: like, what? What, what are they going to do?
0: <laughs> Eat pins. That's what they're going to do.
1: Oh, oh fucking. That, that's the most, like... That has to be the most ridiculous idea I've ever heard.
0: I don't know who I feel worst for out of the four, except I do, and it's psychosis. Yeah, it's psychosis all the way. <laughs> they're they're going to take his mask and put him with this pack
1: of fucking weirdos. First of all, it's like, oh, we're going to take a mask. Right, fine. We're going to put you a chavo. we got a hot angle for you, kid. We're going to put you a chavo. <laughs> yeah. And fucking oh, Brad Armstrong's going to be your mouthpiece. I hope
0: this is a related news item as well. WCW is in talks about bringing back Jim Nighter. Who? <laughs> I, I don't want to spoil the surprise.
1: <laughs> oh god.
0: Oh, uh, here's something. I, I, I keep saying it's the last thing, but this is like it's too good of a week, really. Uh, this is one that we'd have to uh, keep an eye on because this is going to be a developing story. Raven has been very vociferous about his unhappiness with the promotion. <laughs> He's about one month away from returning to the ring from injury. He was on Man Cow in Chicago and ripped the company, claiming they used camera tricks to make it appear some wrestlers aren't as over as they really are, and talked about the same problems everyone talks about. He also went on the ECW website and said he'd rather be working for ECW. <laughs> his wish is about to come true and not too long he's told a lot of people that when his contract is up in it which is about 10 months away he's gone uh we had kind of mentioned uh when we, when we talked about the deadpool formation that he did have a, a radio appearance around this mm-hmm. time so that's that those are the details on that like Mankow is getting all the scoops on the fucking miserable bastards backstage in wcw
1: <laughs> and i don't think that stops i think that just continues on through the end of the company
0: and c- it continues a pace yes yeah. for sure but that's the end of the WCW scoops for this week. Um, as entertaining as they have been, we should probably move on, shall we? Fucking
1: Brad Armstrong.
0: <laughs> that one's going to sit with you for a while. I'm going to be thinking about know like that later on
1: tonight and going, fucking hell.
0: You know, message us, uh, or uh, like tweet us, or drop a message in the Discord. What would that, uh, that foursome be called? That will take over all of WCW. Um, once again, Chavo. Hoovy psychosis and spokesperson and leader Brad Armstrong. I just like Lee's face is like this horrified rictus grin at the moment. I like, just, he's, I, like, I, he I, I can't. He only thinks
1: I've made that up. Like I, I feel like he did, but I, now in this company, it's legit. <laughs> yeah.
0: I can't wait. This is why we do the Observer segment now, folks. Like, to, we would have missed that this was a thing people talked about in WCW.
1: What's the upside of that?
0: I don't know. Don't know. Again, I I wonder if they're being formed specifically to do a month of jobs to the Revolution and then be forgotten about.
1: But the Revolution are already feuding with like eight different people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they need oh, serious competition. Fuck me only brad armstrong can bring that to them um right this is thunder episode 76 from lubbock texas uh, 19th of august 1999 2.5 rating down by a massive 0.4 week Oof. on week um something i hadn't really thought about um but now that his the gimmick is well and truly over why is the Hollywood sign still part of the opening? Yeah, I don't know. Program? I actually
1: thought of that when I looked at the start of this one myself, I was like, "Why? Why is that still there?"
0: Yeah, it's like the they've changed, they've tweaked a lot of things about the program, like the look of the um, the program over the the while, like changing, entrance, you know, different, uh, co- yeah. slightly different colors. The entrance is slightly different, and different bits and pieces like that. But one thing they have not changed since, like. Very early on, I think there was one tweak to the 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 opening video, but still the Hollywood sign, which feels like re- like the only loose connection this show has to Hollywood, was Hollywood Hogan, and he's not even Hollywood Hogan anymore. Like he's back in the red and yellow. It's just
1: I don't know. You just kind of have to write it off. Another uh, another point for those people that say they just didn't care about Thunder.
0: Yeah, truly. Um, <laughs> Tanay says that West Texas is jacked thunder and it just made me think like maybe now they're on the second half of the double shot and they didn't want to spoil the pop but why were the west texas rednecks not all over this show
1: yeah but they're on monday night nitro promoting that's the, true the,
0: they're on the show that they care about yes
1: yeah, the new music video which is advertised yeah. many but, times on the show not
0: only that but um you may think oh that makes sense because you know they're going to be sticking around west texas and that's where nitro is gonna be nope nitro is in the mgm grand garden arena
1: <laughs> and if there's one thing the home of country music I was just going to say if there's one thing Las Vegas is known for it's country music
0: oh um, there was a thing I read in the Observer about that dude we were talking about uh, what was his name that did the, Chad the Brock the country guy Chad Brock he didn't get a f- proper introduction on Nitro because every time his name was mentioned before the TV tapings, he got booed by the crowd. So much so that Dave Penzer was specifically instructed from uh, through his headset not to give him an introduction before his concert. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: I, I love WCW with all my heart. Speak. Speaking of concerts on the WCW. Yes. Kiss is not, is, are coming up on Monday. Nitro. Yeah.
0: Which means we are we are counting down the days until the demon debuts on on WCW Thunder. It's
1: next week, surely. No, I well, don't know I mean, if, he de-
0: if he actually has a match on Thunder. It's the
1: Nitro that he shows up, isn't it?
0: Yes, yeah, he shows up at the the culmination yeah. of the gig, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so keen viewers may want to tune into that Nitro. We shall not. No, like we're not we're, we're not doing it. No, <laughs> no, we're not doing it. Um. Tanae lets us know that Sting will be challenging Hogan on Monday. Just, you know, just fucking hot-shotting. Classic WCW. Hogan's only won the belt, and it's like, oh yeah, you know that guy that, like, he had a feud with that that we built the whole company around for 18 months? We're just giving that shit away on a week's notice. Yeah, but they're friends now. Yeah, they are pals, yeah. But also, Sting's about to turn heel. So. um, Tanae also mentions, um, and this is like a, a... I don't know if it's a lapse for him or it's a deliberate thing and he wasn't supposed to mention them, but he basically listed all the famous Texas wrestlers he could think of that weren't currently in WWF and does not mention the Von Eriks. Hmm. He does a big list of them, like about six or seven I'd, famous. I'd ten, say and, and I was like, I was like, there was only two types of omission that I recognize, that it's people that are in WWF and the Von Ericks. I'd say it
1: was purposefully not to mention the Von Eriks quite possibly because
0: hmm. I don't feel like that's a thing Tanae would himself not mention no I feel like that's a yeah don't just don't mention just that don't yet. mention that family yeah don't mention that family actually uh, yeah. my,
1: my casual fr- my casual wrestling fan friend um, actually said to me brought up the Von Erick movie mm. he's like oh man I can't wait to see this um,
0: I, I feel like the two of us should do a cinema trip for that and do a pod after. I hate this the moment. Oh. What if we go to like... what? Oh, what if they show it in the Stella in Rat Mines where we could get like a bit of dinner with the movie and sit in <laughs> proper armchairs. <laughs> they do it. They do a great Parmesan fries there.
1: You might consider still sound like a romantic night out first.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, lo- lovely, like basically candlelight. I mean, I us, already
1: so. get enough shit off my wife for not doing date nights. Imagine that.
0: <laughs> it's like, sorry, I gotta go. Me and Dave are going on a date. <laughs> When's the movie, over? Uh Next year sometime, I think. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see. You say it's a work trip. Technically, you're right.
1: <laughs> just don't elaborate. I mean, actually, yeah,
0: it should be Yeah, yeah. You just file a cinema trip as a business expense. She won't. <laughs> sure, you won't. <bet. laughs> come back with a, with a receipt for the diesel. I'm going to write <laughs> it off. Just, uh, look her dead in the eye and like, <laughs> believe me, you don't want to see this film. <laughs> Jesus. it might as well be called it gets worse <laughs>
1: actually just the same uh, the same casual friend ran up to me in the i was up in the local shop and he goes um. oh did you hear i was like well thinking something that happened He's like god oh, the aw is going back to wembley next year i was like yeah they announced that at the show last year probably this year yeah he's like oh did they i was like well, yeah.
0: it's just that he tuned in for a huge announcement. this Yeah, week. well,
1: that's what. I was <laughs> He's like, I saw somebody had retweeted. I was like, Yeah, no, that, that, that's not news.
0: <laughs> yeah, I am not in. Like, we'll be going. I'm sure.
1: That's what I said to him. I was like, Hotels booked. I was like, I have my hotel booked. He's like, What? Yeah, like,
0: yeah. It's 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 pre-booked. I'm not I, gonna I haven't be, paid anything. I I don't expect to be in any great rush for a ticket. That's what I said to him. I was
1: like, I'm buying a ticket week of. I don't care where it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a different kettle of fish this time, I think. So I, uh, I invited him along. He might come. Ah, cool.
0: Um, so, uh, your main man, Sid Vicious, the man in the bid to become the Millennium Man, he... Uh, he's all over the he's show. Se- he's, oh, he's all <laughs> over this show. Uh, but he is claiming to currently be at 61-0, and 0, which something... So, if you read Death of WCW, which I think until the network was the main
1: history mode of nostalgia
0: we had for wcw and it is true that the numbers that they report are massively inconsistent and a couple of times he goes down in numbers because they forget what he's saying he's at and he gotta he's sid so he forgets
1: well i mean he Um, says on this show he's in the 50s
0: yeah and he uh yeah, he does like the thing where he's not actually winning matches. He's just walking into other people's matches and sometimes pinning people and sometimes powerbombing people and counting that as a win. Um, but what you don't remember is that every time this streak has been mentioned on commentary on Thunder, at least today is like this is bullshit. <laughs> like because he immediately goes, "Sid is saying he's at sixty-one and zero. He's not." <laughs> Well, I mean, Tanae is a historian. This matters. <laughs> Mike Tanae is like, you're trying to get messages to him. It's like, Mike, if they're holding you captive, blink once for <laughs> yes, twice for
1: no. <laughs> Say Hurricane Rana when, when Steiner does a Frankensteiner. We'll know you're in danger. <laughs> we'll, we'll know. We'll se- We'll send the car.
0: We'll send the car. But he also said he's like even though he's like he's not at sixty one 0 he's like, but I'm not gonna tell him that. Yeah, that's what Larry says. Why don't you tell him? He's like, No, you tell him. Uh one of the uh one of our favourite treats on Thunder is our opening match, and that's um Psychosis Wrestling. One of our 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 underdog heroes on the programme, our mate, Silver King. I, I I literally have it in like one of my first notes. They
1: really should have done more with Silver King. This guy rules. But-
0: Every time I'm just like, this guy, the faces he was pulling during this match. I've People say they've seen eyes bugging out before. This man's eyes were nearly launched into the second row. That's how much they were bugging out of his head when he was selling. I loved it. Did you
1: see the clip of Father James Mitchell and the collection of people he was with on the NWA show doing live bumps <laughs> live on the show? The Assembly of Humanity. Yes.
0: I've, I've seen
1: a little bit. Yeah, yeah so... That's what I imagine Silver King does right before he walks out the curtain. Because this <laughs> man is wild. Yeah. Uh, what's weird, though, is,
0: and this is obviously, it must be context from outside of WCW, is that as soon as Silver King shows his face, he gets booed to fuck by the Texas crowd. Yeah, it's got to be like a um, huge thing,
1: right?
0: Yeah, because like they, it's not like psychosis came out first, and they're like, "Oh yeah, psychosis is our guy. We're gonna boo the other guy." They didn't know what match was coming out. Silver King came out first, and they're like, "Oh fucking boo!" <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought
1: this crowd was pretty hot for like it. You know, second they half. liked this match. The they second half of the match. Even, like, I thought this was pretty good. Yeah.
0: I mean, this is something that AEW learned recently. You go to Texas, you book a, like a lucha icon, and people are going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And this was, I think, is probably, while it was going, one of the most enjoyable Thunder matches we've had in a little while.
1: Yeah, I was watching this going... I obviously didn't realise that Sid comes in. I should have, should have, when I thought about it.
0: <laughs> you should have, you yeah. But We're going to be going through this for a while I was, now. I was like,
1: man, Summer King's of Coast, this is a fine little start to Thunder
0: yeah um psychosis's half and half gear is fucking brilliant so good
1: that man just again he's up there with savage when it comes to like just great gear
0: yeah like one half of the gear is proper black and silver and the other half is like black and black Mm. um and it just looks really fucking cool but of course we have to take his mask off um there's a little bit of miscommunication um So he sits Silver King on the top rope. He tries to do a springboard drop kick, but he doesn't jump right. It doesn't connect at all. And Silver King, rather than sell a shitty kick, just sits there. Perhaps more impressively athletic than if the original spot had been pulled off, though, is like Sikosis looks at him for a beat and then from a standing position on the mat... Does a spinning wheel kick that goes up high enough to clock Silver King in the head and knock him down.
1: And then even more amazingly, to make up for this botch decides to do the most terrifying tope suicide I think I've ever seen in my yeah. life. The The most <laughs> literal
0: suicide dive I've seen in wrestling in quite a while.
1: It's literally I'm a lawn art and I'm gonna go head first into the ground. This man Launched himself so
0: hard that he appeared disappointed he survived. (laughs) Um, then Silver King hits the most gorgeous teach this in wrestling school tilt a whirl backbreaker Mm -hmm. you've ever seen in your life. Um, he gets up in the referee's face to keep the heat on him. This is something else I love, like, as soon as. He got the booze in the crowd. He knew he was working Rudo during this. And it was it was a delight. It was a delight. There is an enormous Terry Funk fan in the audience. Yes. Right I don't on, know if you saw this. Yeah, right in the hard pan yeah. And it made me think, oh, did, did Terry come back on Nitro? Is this the, the start of the Terry Funk Crazy Old Man WCW run? Uh, no, not till January. This man was just very eager. Terry is currently retired.
1: Well, look chuck no wouldn't be too far from West Texas, like it is in West Texas, so yeah. it wouldn't be too far from um, the double cross ranch. I'm <laughs> Am- really yeah.
0: yeah. Um So, yeah, it was just a big fan of the Funker. I'm look, I'm excited to have him in in January, um, but look, uh, we're just going to have to wait. eh? Um, sunset flip for a two count by Sicosis. Silver King takes him back down with a really stiff clothesline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this is where his eyes nearly launched into the second row. Uh, scoop slam and a hard kick to the head while Psychosis is in the seated position. Uh, he tries a double springboard moonsault, which was gorgeously executed, but he eats shit because Psychosis moves out of the way. He goes up for a 450, but oh, and not for the last time on this show, Sid Vicious comes in. This is the true, I think this is the true culmination and realization of a large man appears this show. <laughs>
1: This is as real as it's gonna get for a large man appears. There was an
0: episode we called "A Large Man Appears" when we coined the phrase, where four different large men appeared across two hours. That's right. Yeah. But this is the this is the most true. A large man appears because it happened about four times on the show, but it was only one large man, and oh, he could not stop appearing and, on this program. We just
1: call this "A Large Suit Appears," "A Large Psycho Appears." Um, um, yeah, so. I think we see more power bombs on this this episode of Thunder than you see um, Canadian Destroyers on any indie. Yeah,
0: or Super Kicks. Yeah. It's safe to say that the power bomb is not banned in WCW anymore because holy fuck. Um, now, I will say, the first power bomb in this show, he should have stopped power bombing people because it was the best one. Psycho. Psychosis dives yeah. off the ropes and he caught him in midair and power bombs him. <laughs> that was class. Um it, he got booed for the powerbomb but then he powerbombed Silver King got cheered
1: well I mean the, fan, the fans are uh, they're consistent at least
0: um, I love when Sid's accent comes out in his promos and he shushes the crowd first and then he said people are asking me Sid
1: wah, the <laughs> devastation you like what that wah. meant Memphis? Memphis yeah. oh Sid why?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I can just imagine Sid in what uh, the Waterboy.
0: Yeah,
1: as <laughs> like one of the background characters playing football, Aww. playing football.
0: How wasn't he? What was it like? I he was not Ready to Rumble. He was Sid. Yeah, he gets beaten up by uh, Sal Bandini If I recall correctly.
1: <laughs> also, that movie's coming up in our timeline.
0: Well, it surely is. Yeah, we've got to watch Universal Soldier first. fuck oh, uh, off. He said the main reason for what he's doing is Goldberg. He wants... Uh, he wants his name... One of the things he wants is for his name to... Because he, it's such a fucking... Rambly. Garble yeah. Sid promo. Because he said the only thing he wants is Goldberg. But then he also starts naming other reasons why he's doing what he's doing. And one of them is to be mentioned in the same breath as Babe Ruth, which he paused for a reaction he didn't really get... And then he said Michael Jordan, which is much more contemporary. And then people were like, oh, boo. No. We um, said, that's not the main reason. So the main reason, this is now the third main reason, is so that people will call him the Millennium Man. He admits he has no idea what number he's at, which is a great bit. He's trying to beat Goldberg's streak, but he's lost count himself by his own admission. He said, I don't know what number I'm at now, but I'm going to shake all over at 76 and 0. Which he says with the triumphalist that that is going to be when he beats Goldberg's streak. Lee, do you know what in canon Goldberg's streak is? 171?
1: 173. Oh, 173, sorry.
0: It was 173 and 1, yeah. There's nothing like shaking all over with celebration when you are approximately
1: 97 wins short of tying the record. He's only got a month, Dave. Give the man a break. <laughs> I, I there's right. only so many opportunities to powerbomb people <laughs>
0: and he took all of them that's for sure uh, here's one dug up from the Thunder Archives uh, Shane Douglas is in a match next against fucking Al Green
1: where'd this guy come from
0: <laughs> Al Green I feel like pops up maybe once in like twice a yeah,
1: year yeah once like every nine months or so we see Al Green and,
0: and he's looking like a slightly overinflated Lodi here with mm. his uh, his new hairdo and beard combo. Can,
1: can we talk about Shane Douglas? Let's. So the guy just debuted what three weeks ago in Canon. Yep. He's getting face reactions. Sorry, he's seeking yep. face reactions. Yes. It's really odd. Yes,
0: he's a very naturally unlikable man, and
1: I feel like he's not particularly over. I'm putting. No, I'm putting him I, in, I
0: think. I think he's more over because of who he's associated with than yeah. who he is so far.
1: And I feel like putting him in a match with Al Green isn't going to really help any of these situations.
0: Let alone a match with Al Green, where for a good half of this match he is selling for Al
1: Green. Yeah, it's it. It's really not been a well-taught debut month. No.
0: They, like, the one thing that you can say they thought out this really well is that he is speaking on behalf of the entire revolution rather than having the three of them Except have to stumble. Except when he's not. <laughs> yeah, except when he's not. Yeah. The idea of having him as the mouthpiece for the revolution is good, except when he's not. Um, I just wrote, Al is so shite. Uh, at one point, he gets uh, Shane Douglas in the corner and turns his back to him and starts hitting the worst back elbows you have ever seen Mm -hmm. in your goddamn life. So bad, in fact, that Douglas, I think out of embarrassment, immediately shakes it off and hits the Pittsburgh Plunge (laughs) and beats him.
1: Yeah, I should add, they also got a... They got mixed up going for the Pittsburgh Plunge because he had to twice do the gut kick. Yep. Um, This match was pretty fucking bad. I'm not gonna lie. It was bad. I
0: can't blame Shane for this one either. Um... And he was yelling all the way out to the ring and all the way after the match, you cannot stop a revolution. Um, we get great news, and that's the new West Texas Rednecks music video debuts on Monday. Uh, and a sneak preview of them palling around on quad bikes. <laughs> there needs to be more, like, doofus tag teams and stables doing vignettes where they're just having fun together. <laughs> just being lads. L-
1: lads being lads.
0: Yeah. Are you, I assume you've seen the infamous uh, video of the Thrill Seekers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just having fun, yeah. shirtless. Staying up all night till 8pm. Fucking great shit. Mm-hmm. Great, I love that. More of that in my wrestling, please.
1: Oh, who, um, who's the, the, the jobber team in AWD, the Outrunners? Oh, they're incredible. Oh, I love I them. want them to start getting vignettes. Like, fuck the Iron Savages. Like, they genuinely
0: won yeah, well, that's because the Iron Savages, like, they stink because they were, like, a decent... They were they were good and beyond, and they could have been slotted as a decent mid-card tag team in this, but they're trying too hard to be comedy mm-hmm. jobbers now. Whereas the Outrunners are just perfect. I love the Outrunners. I would not change a thing. I fucking no love notes. them. All they need... They're so good. They need, like, an 80s-style manager. Yeah. I don't mind. Like, I love comedy and wrestling, and I, I don't think AEW should be immune to having funny bits in wrestling. Mm-hmm. But when the subjects of the comedy are not bottom of the barrel or, like, uh, heels that you don't care about, then it's, it runs into bad for mm. me. Like, for example, here's a, here's a good contrast between the two. I hated the repeated skits this Wednesday with MJF and The Acclaimed. Yes. However, there is one moment during the last skit that I fucking lost my life laughing for. And that's when The Acclaimed... You know what I'm going to say. When The Acclaimed walk off for the last time and the camera whips around to see Jeff Jarrett rubbing his hands together (laughs) and all of his his little dumbass buddies cackling. (laughs) Max we're here to help. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, that's good yeah. because they're all stupid dickheads that <laughs> aren't going to be like challenging for championships or mm-hmm. anything like that. That was, that was a good moment. Especially, <laughs> especially when like you hear MJF under his breath before the camera like even cuts or he's just like, jeez. <laughs> or so he says something like that. It's like, like, oh no, oh, or shit, crap. yeah. Yeah, yeah. God, <laughs> yeah. oh. Good. jeff jarrett has been just good return on investment for laughs on screen anyway yeah yeah on screen anyway well, we gotta keep talking about this show i guess uh we got a saturday night tease for this week again like these saturday night shows are seeming like they may be better bang for your buck now than thunder by far it sounds like just straight uh, wrestling which is yeah you know better than what are you getting Harlem Heat, Kidman, Mysterio, Benoit, and one person I've left out there because something we need to talk about in this show, Tanay is trying, like the Dickens, to get over someone's new in-ring moniker. Would
1: that be Shooter Perry Saturn?
0: Perry Shooter Saturn is what we're going with now. Um, If I had a, a, a penny for every time they said Shooter on this show... I'd have a fair few pennies, Lee. I I I would not have zero pennies. You'd have have a nice little
1: collection of pennies. Um, Apparently, this shooter nickname was given to him by Aaron Anderson. That
0: was like at one point he says, and he'd know.
1: Who was a heel the last time he was on TV, like four weeks ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And was like directly (laughs) opposed to all the guys in the revolution. Anyway. Uh, Gene is on the ramp with Rick Steiner. I'm sure you were fucking delighted to see Rick Steiner all over the show, almost as much as Sid. Uh, calls the revolution four little girls. Ha 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 ha. He says he'll beat them one by one, and then threatens to beat up their mothers. Uh, he says no one can outthink him. Untrue. No one can outwrestle him. Untrue. And no one can outfight him. I would say that's closer to maybe being true, but like this is a locker room that currently has Scott Norton in it, and I would never back <laughs> anyone in a fight with Scott Norton.
1: Um, So the point of this promo was supposed to be that Rick Steiner issues an open challenge, correct? Mm-hmm. Never once does he mention that it's an open challenge.
0: No. He fucks it up so bad that I think Gene has to say twice, so that's an open challenge. Yeah. And then today has to clarify. So what he's doing the goal of this promo though as you say Lee you would not know by actually listening to the words he says is that he's saying that the revolution are cowards for uh, always being together which is funny because we literally just got at a pay-per-view where we talked for ages about how they were letting Benoit struggle alone because they wouldn't do the numbers game and overwhelm people so he's just like he's just making shit up Mm -hmm. Um, and he's throwing it out an open challenge whichever one of the revolution want to challenge him for the TV title he'll take them on tonight Then we we get a vignette. Did you know about this character before? Yeah, I just
1: wasn't sure when that was going to pop up.
0: This was the first vignette for Coach Buzz Stern. For those of you playing at home, Coach Buzz Stern is the repackaged idea for One Glacier. Uh, He is a wrestling coach and his vignettes are him lecturing four doofuses, whom we can't see their faces, but I am certain from his side profile that one of them is Enoch I Elik was just going to say,
1: the one I know for sure is the Skipper.
0: Yeah, you can tell that's him, but the other three, I have no idea who no. they are yet. Um, one idiot is late, and this is the guy who would basically become his protege, I believe, for this angle while it lasts.
1: Do you know what would have been good if this is how the natural... Not this. Well, <laughs> if this was how the natural born killers came to be,
0: yeah, yeah, especially because a couple of them could actually
1: wrestle, yeah. Um, but decidedly, this is not good, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so just to pull the band aid off right now, Lee, uh, they do these vignettes for a little while, and then he shows up on TV coaching that doofus from the, from the, the vignette. Mm. Uh, who immediately loses and then coach buzz stern i believe has one match in that gimmick on thunder loses and then glacier is fired before the end of 1999
1: damn you never got the payoff
0: they do you can tell wcw are finally starting to feel the financial pinch at the end of 1999 because they do something they haven't done Um, in the time we've been watching, because all they do is accumulate talent, they do have a big cull of people to save money uh, by the end of the year. But we will talk about that when we get to it. Um, Coach Buzz Stern says, rule one, he makes the rules. Rule two, if you have a problem with that, refer to rule one. I believe it's if you have
1: any questions, refer to rule one. Oh,
0: yes. Oh, sorry.
1: So it makes even less sense.
0: Yes. Uh, He has three S's. Uh, sweat plus sacrifice equals pause success. It's not quite the three eyes that we would be seeing quite soon on WWF TV. Um, next up, uh, a six-man tag team encounter. <laughs> Fuck me, Lee.
1: I'm not gonna lie. I took a <laughs> screenshot, and the first thing I did was I sent it to Aaron Quinn.
0: Yeah. Oh, this is the most. <laughs> This is the most Aaron Quinn match we have covered in weeks.
1: <laughs> I like to think of myself as a knowledgeable fan. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm i aware of Bobby Blaze. Okay. Who the fuck are Adrian Bord and Dave Burkhead? <laughs> Dave Burkhead sounds like he's been working the Scottish Indies for 25 years. <laughs> begging Mark Dallas for a payoff.
0: And Adrian Bird is definitely like a a folk artist that that plays the open mics at your local pub. Um, I I don't well, I, can't, I a, a, lost count.
1: Adrian Bird and the Swallows or something like that.
0: Yeah, I lost count of the amount of times during this match I said, "Who the fuck?
1: <laughs> Who
0: the fuck?" So these guys are wrestling like it's not even like they're going up against the Revolution, and they're they're feeding them. They're going up against distinctly lower mid card Brit Alliance of Chris Adams, Dave Taylor, and Stephen Reed. I like
1: the Brits. Not something that, not, not something I'll say often, but I do like this Brit team.
0: Chris Adams, God bless him. I don't want to get too hard on this case, and I know I think it's I think it's two thousand mm. or two thousand and one where he passes away, sadly. But there are few men in this company less less fucked about anything at the moment. Because his whole bit, and this isn't the first time he's done it, his whole bit is that he comes out, leans into the camera, and just goes, I hate the US. (laughs) Like, he's not even doing anything clever. Nothing clever. Like, at least Dave Taylor is doing the bit where he carries the flag and he uses the flag as an offensive weapon when the ref isn't looking. You know, and he he gets into different ways of using the flag. Like, Chris Adams' thing is just to go, fucking hate the States.
1: Yeah, but I mean Regal has, you know, the the upcorn nose and does the the snooty thing. Taylor has the flag. I mean what what do you want Adam to do? come out with a fucking bag of fish and chips?
0: Oh that'd be great. Oh that'd be a read really baby face move though, like you're handing handed out or actually no, the heel move is to come out with fish and chips and not give anyone any of it.
1: Well I mean the Yanks don't understand the good fish and chips, so. That would get that would get a lot of heat.
0: Um Now, did you think that these three men that they were facing had names that were suitably jobber enough for you. Yes. Oh, that's a shame, because I have one better for you. Okay. I looked up Dave Burkhead. Don't tell he has another name. He has a much better name. Oh, what is it? So the rest of them all kind of have... Va- the, re- the other guys have kind of, like, either more boring or variations on the same name. Are there only other aliases? Dave Burkhead, for most of his career, it seems like, was known by... Get ready for this this tasty morsel. He was known as Knuckles Zandwich. But Zandwich with a Z. So is it Knuckles with an S?
1: It's Knuckles with an S, but Zandwich. With a Z. So is he doing the fuck fear thing, except he's swapping the S and the Z at the end of Knuckles and start the Sandwich?
0: I don't I don't
1: have I put too much thought into this.
0: You've put very really too much thought into this.
1: It's safe to say you've
0: put an Aaron Quinn level of thought into this. Now, she is furiously writing a bio of Knuckles Sandwich in the Discord channel as she's listening to this.
1: Is he instantly the best wrestler with the name Knuckles in his name?
0: <laughs> I don't know. He's definitely the best wrestler named Zandwich I've ever seen.
1: What about the Earl of Sandwich?
0: <laughs> no, he didn't have good fire. <laughs> the Earl of Sandwich was a shit promo. Oh god. Or he would have been the fucking king of Sandwich, today.
1: <laughs> Where do you guess Sandwich? <laughs> Where do you to get a sandwich. If I open the shop, I'm gonna have a sandwich on the menu. <laughs> you
0: know like a few years ago, people were like using the phrase "zaddy." Zaddy is that when Zaddy makes lunch? He makes sandwiches. Oh.
1: <laughs> is that Zaddy? Zaddy eats first.
0: Zaddy eats first. <laughs> <I'm> fucking <laughs> <out> this show.
1: <laughs> Do you think if you got an egg ec- tattoo, it'd be the Zaddy nightmare?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Big zaddy cool But with a K in cool
1: Does that does that guy? Now that
0: he's being punished you could just you could put him with Bagwell, buff Zaddy. What a fucking
1: team. You know, you just have two Zeds instead of two B's oil well. uh, <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> I wish, I hope he shows up more now.
0: This was significantly more entertaining. This entire match. <coughs> this match went fucking ages. Why was this
1: so long? It was so
0: long. I've never they seen it was team of was And I was like, if this goes 30 seconds, I'll be stunned. It went like five minutes. He
1: went back to the flag spot four times.
0: And you were thinking like, oh, is it one of those ones where, like the Shane Douglas match, where it goes longer than it should and the jobber gets heat. No, I don't know if the jobbers here hit one offensive move.
1: No, Bobby Blaze just kept getting into the ring to distract the ref. <laughs> getting...
0: While uh, one of them was getting the fucking bollocks knocked and off. And Larry
1: Zabisco him. was getting considerably more pissed off every time it happened.
0: Was it bird? Was a bird was getting the bollocks knocked off him? I can't I, I couldn't tell the other two apart. Oh man, do um, you know what
1: you should do? You well, should show your granddad this match. He'd love nothing more to see no. a bird get the head this guy kicked in.
0: Yeah, he would, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That would be on brand for him. I can't imagine the level to which I'd be disowned if not only I made my grandfather watch wrestling, but this was the match I picked.
1: First of all, you're going to see some Brits.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just going to have to make do with that. that. That's a
1: deal... And the Brits are going that's to win. That's a deal-breaker for a lot of uh, Irish people.
0: Not only that, but the the other guys are so bad, you're going to be relieved when the Brits finally win. Well, the
1: Brits didn't win.
0: Well, they didn't, yes, actually, now that I think about it. Um... So, what does happen, Lee? Because I'm not interested in calling spots. Well, here. I mean,
1: like most times the Brits are involved in something, the Americans saved them.
0: They're gonna say, like, most time the Brits are involved in something, Sid Vicious comes out and puts stop it. <laughs> Could have fucking used Sid in 1916, I'll tell you that. <laughs> we'll always remember where we were when Sid powerbombed the king off the GPO.
1: Oh my god. Anyway, uh, yeah, basically, this match goes way too long. Sid comes out with Rick Steiner and tow this time. Uh, the Brits do the smart thing and they walk away. <laughs> they literally, <they're> literally just disappear. <laughs> they just
0: like fucking cowards.
1: Um, and Sid then destroys the three lads with power bombs. Makes little Nate count, two of them at once. Yeah. Um,
0: oh, by the way, Larry did the slip-up where he started in this match going off on uh, Charles Robinson being a heel ref and immediately got told to cut it out on, on the headset clearly because he just stops abruptly and never brings it up again.
1: Yeah, that was odd, actually. <laughs> um, Rick Steiner, for God knows what reason, has a microphone and does play-by-play of Sid beating up the jobbers.
0: Uh, also, in a spectacular feat of arithmetic, uh, that just must run roughshod through the Steiner family uh, as Sid lays out and pins three different men Rick Steiner says one more to the list oh excuse me fucking unbelievable um, so basically unbelievable could you imagine if there's a, a member of that family who's an accountant
1: I wish Braun Baker was an accountant fuck so you wouldn't have to watch yeah, the yeah <laughs> Um, Rick calls out the, the revolution again I think Bobby Blaze eats another power bomb for some reason
0: he does he eats a second powerbomb. Oh, it's like high on his shoulder to stick around <laughs> selling yeah oh my god it's directly onto um, his shoulder yeah.
1: and at this point Steiner calls the jobbers Hogan, Sting and Goldberg obviously ignoring that Hogan yeah. and Sting are now not friends yeah
0: uh, and not actively feuding with either of these men yeah <laughs> it's it's just fucking odds and
1: that was uh, your segment next,
0: yeah next we have the revolution coming out uh, without um, oh no it is it is with um, with Douglas but uh, the other guys uh, as you said before they just interrupt Shane Douglas uh, Benoit says they are the real deal Saturn accepts the challenge of Rick Steiner and they come up with this incredibly cringe catchphrase, out with evolution, in with revolution. And they are begging the crowd to chant revolution.
1: Out with evolution, in with revolution. Yeah. I mean, evolution was like a hot topic in the late 90s in America, wasn't it? Well, and, and it was a mystery. Full
0: of changes no one sees.
1: Yes, that is true. But wasn't evolution a big thing in America?
0: Now, revolution versus evolution is the angle they, they should have run in in early two thousands WWE. isn't
1: Triple H put over Bemo once he wasn't, wasn't gonna do it again. <laughs> Let alone hire Shane Douglas. Yeah, well, we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. <laughs> you want to talk about somebody that gets fucked over.
0: Yeah. Um, um so, next up, WCW World Cruiserweight title match. Rey Mysterio Junior versus Lenny. <laughs> I'd say this segment flat out fucking traumatised you because when they announced it for the title and who he was wrestling I was like right Ray safe as houses here
1: <laughs> Just put the fucking farm on Ray do you know what I did I was watching this match and I was like Lenny Lane was a cruiserweight champ but that was like a year, <laughs> couple of years ago why Why did they ever bring that up I genuinely thought that um, do you know why I did they not bring it up Dave why is because that? Lenny Lane wasn't cruiserweight champ until this match. <laughs>
0: yep. Ah, uh, match was okay. Uh, here's I the, guess, from here's what it the thing. Was. Lenny Lane's actually quite good. Yes, it's just that he's Lenny. Yeah, that's the only problem here. It's the gay panic spots. Yeah, and there's a lot of them. I feel like i got I feel like at the end of this match, I turned into Marge Simpson. Not Lenny
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's just so much gay panic, even the ref gets in on it.
0: Yeah, there was a sign the sign as they came out by the way this week was Lenny is all over me about my diet. I mean
1: that gave me a laugh. Now
0: the laugh I got, Larry Zabisco with one of his rare dingers, right? The second sign they had was we Long love horns. longhorns and Larry Zbysko goes huh
1: big psychosis fan <laughs> I
0: was like that is that is quick thinking I like that Larry.
1: Um, yeah it's so the matches is...
0: uh, by the way Ray as well got an amount of pyro that Edge would be
1: embarrassed <laughs> by <laughs> do you think that's because they knew like, well obviously he knew he was losing so it was like well we're going to give you all the pyro
0: just the entire pyro budget. There's no page
1: on this on this show.
0: It's like, on the pyrotechnician's board, there's one red
1: button that just says "all," <laughs> and that's what he just smashed it. Um, so Lodi gets sent to the back early, and that's supposed yep. to be the story of the match. Except he just comes back, comes back for no
0: reason. It's not like the ref gets bumped no. or anything. Um, there was one cool spot in this where. Uh, ray jumps off the top rope into electric chair position on lenny's shoulders going to hit like you would presume either a forward roll or a poison rana um and lenny immediately senses danger pushes him off and as he lands he lands in the full nelson position hits a full nelson Mm. driver i thought that was a really smooth little spot um and if they were like and this is the thing knowing now how this match ended that should have been the finish
1: yeah, I mean it, it's awful. it's the stroke basically is what he uses, isn't it? Or the, the skull crushing finale. and yeah. Um, yeah. He, he does it like you say, he sets it up in such a way that there's no setup, it's just bang, he hit gets hit with it. Yeah. It was really good. Uh he
0: absolutely saved Ray Mysterio's life on a springboard moonsault three seconds later. Ray nearly landed directly on his forehead.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh roll up attempt, he pushes Ray off, Ray's head bonks into Lodi, roll up, and a new champion. And Lee, when I say this crowd was pissed, they were pissed mm-hmm. at this finish.
1: Not nearly as pissed as Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, Eddie and Kidman are like out right right away. And all I could think was yeah. why isn't Eddie Guerrero on the show? Also, I
0: feel very bad for um both men involved in this match, because as soon as Eddie Guerrero comes out, he completely dwarfs the entire angle because mm-hmm. everyone forgets about the finish and starts chanting. For Eddie, Eddie has to try and hide the
1: material to like get them back on track. How
0: is the how is the Guerrero from El Paso not on this mm-hmm. show? Also... Look a fucking jack to we, the games. I was just going to say,
1: we only see him in the background of a couple of shots, but my god, that man is fucking jacked.
0: <laughs> it's like, we see him in the background of a couple of shots because the camera can't get a shot of the ring that doesn't include him. That's how broad he is. <laughs> uh, uh, next up, I really did not... I'm mean, like, I wrote one sentence for this. Because this was... <laughs> this was an unbelievably tedious That was match. going to be
1: my point of... Uh, this match came on and I start fucking with my phone. And yeah. I have one note. Sorry, two notes. I
0: wonder if it's the same... Uh, I wonder if they're the same two notes as mine. Um, this is, by the way, a world tag team title match. Do not know how these cunts earned it. Um, it's... Harlem Heat defending against Horace and Scott Norton. <laughs> my first note is... Harlem Heat still don't have matching gear. Mm. Get it fucking sorted, lads. The gear looks immaculate, but it's not matching. Fuck off.
1: I can I, I can live without the, the matching gear. It's fine. Um. Now, my first note is Brian Adams left in a Kiss-branded limo on Nitro.
0: Yes, he did. He was still... We mentioned that, didn't we, when we were reading the Observer, that he was one of the names in contention to be
1: the Kiss yes. Demon. Um, But yeah Then my second note is
0: And he'd been written out of The The other thing they mentioned on commentary Is that he's been written out of the NWO Yes Because they talk about how The remaining members of the NWO Because it does exist Believe it or not Turned on him
1: Um, And then my second note is My god Booker T just killed Horace Hogan With the missile (laughs) dropkick He He fucking fucking Broke his nose by the looks of it He took his face off off that that was legit my last note oh well, right. second note
0: yeah that was my second note as well he hoofs Horace's face off with a missile drop kick and uh, Stevie just pins him it's great because like um Larry goes oh, that's great teamwork there from Harlem Heat. and it was literally just Booker did the missile drop kick and all Stevie did was just lie down well, on no, top hang on we have weekend. to give
1: Stevie credit Stevie whipped him into the ropes and did a drop down this is true this is true <laughs> But Horace Horace didn't even turn towards Booker. He just ran straight and Booker fucking nailed him. It was great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He lawn darted into his face feet first. It was incredible. Uh, uh but the match was not. It was awful. Long heat segment on Booker. Um, but because it's Horace and Scott Norton, no one bought it. So everybody just kind of like they couldn't fuck on their phones like you did. Uh, but they, they definitely went away in their minds to somewhere else until the finish. Um, our next segment sees the entire first oh family God. come out. Why? Including one of the rare sights in nature, Bandana Barb, which I really like. Should have been a permanent look.
1: Um, was their team a ripoff of Bruce Dickinson's version of the zoo? <laughs> okay quite possibly. I want I'll go I want that. I'll I'll people, people to go to back and theory. listen and see because that's the that's the feel, I got.
0: I nearly uh, came out of my chair when Larry called the this this collection of humanity a bunch of young guys. Who's the youngest? It's it's uh, Morris surely. It's have to be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, it's not fucking barber knobs. Which is certainly not Jimmy Harris. <laughs> well, who
1: knows what Dave? J- yeah, Dave Flynn. Yes, He defies fucking carbon dating, Jimmy Harris. <laughs> um, were, were you hyped when they told you that the first family wanted tag titles? Oh, my God. Now, the one thing I will say is we had
0: uh, the rarest sight in nature happen twice on this show, building matches from One Thunder that will happen yeah, on another Yeah, that was fund. amazing. Happens twice. Now, now, I could give a bollocks specifically about this match.
1: Nobs and Morris versus Harlem Heat. Oh, mercy. Brian Nobbs, Hugh Morris, and Stevie Ray are three quarters of a match.
0: Yeah, that we will have to watch. I hope it's one of those things where they just forget. To I was it. just
1: going to that was going to be my, when we get to the main event, do the two matches that they have booked for next week actually happen?
0: Now, the only thing about it is because it's the second half of a taping, the chances of them forgetting within an hour are quite low. Mm. But they're not zero. They're not zero. Um, Speaking of main event, um, we get there. I, I, I should say, by the way, that that whole terrible First Family interview spot was the semi-main
1: event segment of the of the show. Oh, betwe- between the First Family promo and the main event, we get a, a crowd shot. And yes. we see a guy... With a WCW Thunder tattoo.
0: Now, I couldn't confirm if this was a transfer slash henna tattoo or not. But even that, I think, is a a genuine embarrassment. Even if it's not permanent. I want to
1: know, does this guy... Is he out there? Does somebody know somebody that has a WCW Thunder tattoo? (laughs) Can we get him help?
0: (laughs) Because look how dedicated we are to Thunder. And I would never in my life
1: get a thunder tattoo can we get photographic evidence that this tattoo exists in 2023
0: i would never get a thunder tattoo and there's a lot of close friends of mine that among the first five things they will say if it's like tell me about dave they will say that i do this show (laughs) like that's how identified i am with the brand of thunder and i will never do that (laughs) mark my words
1: also importantly can we get him to put days of above his tattoo
0: yeah now that i'm willing to (laughs) like blow the whole patreon fund on um uh, supporting that but yes if
1: you know who this person is please let him know that we're looking for him
0: yeah if he's not in witness protection yeah um world television title match main event rick steiner versus perry saturn uh, we are promised that in September, if they're, they're not doing Miss Madness, they are going to begin the search for the new Nitro Girl. And they're planning this out better than they planned most tournaments. Because they're already telling you the dates every single round is going to happen. And it's just incredible and
1: very telling of WCW that this is the thing that they put the most forethought into. Mm-hmm. Also, spending the entrances for your main event on Thunder telling people about the Nitro Girl search is uh, quite telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah Also um,
0: Rick Steiner is a stupid man That's his gimmick I've decided Okay Um, Because He spent A whole promo Earlier Fucking moaning That none of the revolution Will face him One on one And then Perry Shooter Saturn Comes out to face him One on one And the first thing he says To Perry Saturn is Where are your boys Like he wanted to fight All of them This man's a fucking clown
1: He made look We know this to be true in 2023. But, yeah, yeah, it's... I mean, the man has a microphone three times. That's more than he should ever have a microphone. Three times too many, yeah. Um, I am devastated
0: to report, Lee, that a Rick Steiner match broke out. Yeah, well, it wasn't a party starting match, I can say that much. No, God love him. Um, Saturn attempts a fight back, gets cut off. Steiner hits a DDT for two. Saturn fights back again. A suplex for two. Ten punch. But then guess what, Lee? A large man appears. (laughs) Sid strolls on. Nice and slow. Yep. Uh, The crowd reacts a full 30 seconds before he's visible on camera. Yeah, because, I mean, look, Sid wasn't running down the aisle. No. Uh, It left Saturn lingering on the top rope for a little bit too Mm -hmm. long. Um, He pushes him off the top into a suplex. Robinson rings the bell immediately. They start a beatdown um, but then Benoit arrives. Benoit lays down a challenge for next week on Thunder. It's them two versus Vicious and Steiner. Um, Then it gets weird. I think they thought they were going home and the show was being cut off a few seconds before it actually did. Because he lays down the challenge. The challenge appears to be accepted. They do a brief brawl. And they have to like kill time for another 30 seconds. And they get back on the mics and mouth off at each yeah, other. Yes, so
1: the challenge was thrown down. It was accepted. And that's where they thought, I think, time is up. They were gone home. Because then Rick Steiner gets on the mic and goes, Why do we got to wait till next week? Let's do it now. And they kind of they yeah. go to the apron. to get knocked down. And a stagehand. You see a stagehand go to... I think it's Sid with a microphone going we're not gone home yet, say something and he decides to call out Goldberg yeah
0: just awful and like the other thing about it is like even though they're heels, these guys aren't supposed to be booked as um, cowardly heels Mm -hmm. and even with Perry Saturn laid out dead on the ground, the two of them did not fancy their chances against just Chris Benoit by himself look. It's Chris Burro. Yeah. He's really mad. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's Thunder. It was bad. It was bad. It was real bad. It wasn't all time
1: bad. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't all time bad, but it was it was bad. I'm looking um, forward to seeing do we get these two bad matches next week. Can't wait. Can't wait. Do we get another another um, uh, coach Buzz Stern finna
0: I hope so that I'm looking forward to give us your overall thoughts on the show Lee um, and who are your winners and losers I had a lot of SID
1: that's my overall thoughts on the show lots, lots of Sid. SID lots of SID a lot of power bombs <coughs> is is that purely
0: why you're saying it's not on the all time oh yeah SID, Sid so saves much.
1: the show Yeah. while um, yeah. also actively not contributing to the show um but i mean look i'm i'm willing to give lenny a chance as cruiserweight champ
0: um did you think you'd ever say that out loud no
1: but i mean the cruiserweight title has been so just not important for pretty much all of 1999 so
0: it it's either absent from TV or even when it's on somebody we like, it's so not important. Yeah,
1: I could I could do without ever seeing Al Green or Horace Hogan ever again.
0: I have very bad news for you. At least on the uh, Horace front, I'm not sure yeah, about Al Green. He's
1: not gone away. I know. <laughs> um, but look, yeah, no, the show wasn't good. Um, way too much Scott Starr- Rick Steiner. Yeah a really good match was interrupted very early on in the show and that was disappointing but yeah. look they're they're. I get what Dave was saying about they're actually trying to build the things you can see they're they're putting a little bit of thought into stuff which is a nice change
0: yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah they're trying something it might not be good but they're trying something Um, the finish counter brought to you by Ludwig Borger has six matches with two clean finishes one DQ or count out <laughs> And <laughs> one interference leading directly to a finish and two notes. That has to be our lowest
1: clean finish count.
0: In a while yeah. anyway, yeah. Uh, fucking hell. Uh that's been Days of Thunder for this week. Thank you very much uh for listening in. We'll be back on two week in two weeks on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. In one week over at a large dot for only five Europeans. Uh check us out. Uh we'll see you again in a while. Bye bye. Thanks everyone for listening to another episode of Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder was produced by Lee Malone and edited by me, Dave Ryan. Keep up to date with the show and find all the ways to listen to us. You can follow us on Twitter at WCWThunderPod or click the Linktree link in our Twitter bio or in the show notes. I am at the day to Dave on Twitter and Lee is at Malone underscore seven one three. Days of Thunder is a part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Follow the VOW network anywhere. Good podcasts are sold for more fine podcasts that you can shake a stick at. Thanks. <laughs>